Welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try something new. I'm Marcus, and that's Nick. Hello, I'm Nick. Hi, guys. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. You are here for uh, October. It is almost the end of it. But this this month, this month is different. We don't do normal tries. We do. This is the month of spine chilling stories sold to you by shocking sinewy uh scary people wow month that improv right that improv 101 came through <laughs> love it what do you mean that's what we always call this month that's the name of this month <laughs> uh i thought you were going to continue but i see you're drinking a sip of water so this month we are this week actually we are joined by a special guest dan drambles hey say hi how are you doing great better now wow the bench is great (laughs) guys we're so excited during this podcast you know it's usually marcus and i going off back and forth but this week was just super special we've been doing these halloween movies well this is the third one because there's only two other ones during our podcast lifetime and i don't like rob zombie so the (laughs) we are really excited because we love the first one we hated the second one and here we are for the third one but we thought we wanted to make it more special and dan is a youtuber from across the what do they say across the pond across the lake uh, across, across, the, across the pond is the phrase but it really should be yeah. option if we're going to be literal about it mm, interesting he's not from here he's from a different <laughs> country and he is being very generous with his time and his time zone situation to be here for us which is why we have a 5 30 a.m live here on twitch.tv but Dan is a YouTuber. Dan is a video essayist. Dan, how how would you describe yourself? Uh, um, hot. Yeah, hot. yeah, just just <laughs> absolutely stunning. Uh, sexy hunk of gingerbread man. Um, the, I, I guess I paint myself like a skeleton and talk about horror movies would be the 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 layman's terms of it. But yeah, I guess I'm like a video essayist slash reviewer slash filmmaker it always sounds pretentious when you say filmmaker i always think that but it, it, it is technically it is true it so is. it's like it it, it it is true so yeah i've like i don't always do horror but i do have a special focus on horror especially around the october to, um period um you know first wholesome halloween was done two years ago and that was a back-to-back 31 days of video essays uh, with a new video released every single day and then i did it for a second year and i haven't done it for this year which is a shame but maybe in the future we'll get the third in the trilogy and somewhere in amongst that i also released a horror film that toured around the world in various festivals and stuff so that was cool that's uh, and yeah that that that's that's me in the the long and short of it uh, make some horror films watch some horror films kind of just like horror films that's the gist I love that. I, and I totally understand what you mean about feeling pretentious. I'm an actor here in New York and, and, and I finally have accepted I will moniker myself as an actor. I will say it around parts of people introducing myself for, for a long time. I was like, oh, you know, I like bop around on stage and on mm. screen and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so I don't I totally even like calling that. myself a YouTuber even though that's like objectively true. Like I know with filmmaker, I, I can be like, oh, well, you know, it's only indie stuff. But like, yeah, I, I do do YouTube. Like if you if you upload regularly, you're a YouTuber. But I, even yeah. that, it's it's like, yeah, dirty word. 
get it out my tone <laughs> well we don't consider it a dirty word you are a youtuber and guys you can check them out at youtube.com slash dan drambles links will be in the description yeah i feel like there's like i feel like society sometimes can have a negative connotation to it but i feel like at least we know the amount of work that can go into creating anything and especially youtube videos there's like hours and hours of editing and filming and script writing it's it's a lot and you work very hard oh yeah for sure like i i would say like with without mean to sort of pat me on back for it i would say that like wholesome halloween alone as a series and that's not including all the other stuff on my channel like i probably work harder on that than i have in any full-time job and i've had a few yeah, yeah. <laughs> And not to mention, we are fans. We uh, we are a little awestruck here to have Dan. We have watched many of his Aww. videos. Wholesome Halloween was our venue into him. And guys, if you don't do anything else, if you don't follow us ever again after this, you should check out Dan's Wholesome Halloween. This last one he did last year was going through all the slasher movies. Freddy, Jason, Michael, and just hours and hours of footage and amazing content to really like sit in and learn something about some of your favorite movies appreciate that that, that was a nice plug couldn't have done it better <laughs> and this week we are here to talk about halloween ends but before we get into that nick have you tried anything new oh god Marcus, <laughs> hold on hold on hold on god, i hold stole on. it from you Dan, bitch <laughs> Dan, i'm so sorry i'm so thrown off i was looking down i thought he was teeing me up to like plug our patreon or nope. do something like that and then every time i plug the patreon then i ask him this question and now you've asked me so instead <laughs> i'm gonna plug the patreon patreon.com slash now try this cast guys we just released our poll to decide what we will be trying next month that's right instead of challenging each other you guys help us decide what we try so go ahead and go to patreon.com slash now try this cast and help us out with that have i tried anything new? oh my god i had an audition last night and okay. it went awful oh that's fun what was oh, it for man uh well, just to loop Dan in here, I uh, mostly what I do here in the city is improv, and I had a big musical improv audition where we make up musicals on the spot and everything. Wow. And I've been a part of this company for a little while, but COVID's messed everything up, so they deleted all the teams, and everyone had to re-audition, and my man, oh, the talent in that room was blowing off the roof and i was there doing nothing it was an awful oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay i got paired off with the only new person in that group and i kind of kept doing the thing where i was teeing them up like oh my god uh, here we are in this small provincial town and uh, there's nothing to do and then she was just like yeah you're right oh, there no. is like, oh man <laughs> shit, shit, shit really has to like happen for let you know let's tear this shit down yeah <laughs> All right, well, yeah, well okay. <laughs> and Did that was they the first thing of the improv show. 101. I feel like the first thing you learn is yes and. No, I'm I'm be, I'm I'm being a little facetious. I, I they were a little nervous, I think, but again, if I'm the seasoned vet, it should have been my job to push the scene to somewhere else, and I was too nervous to do that. So, we'll see how it goes. It's understandable. Dan, I'm going to pass the question off to you. Have you tried anything new? Uh <laughs> Tollywood movies. Oh, They're pretty cool. did you watch RRR? I certainly did. Hell uh, I mean, yeah. I, shot I say up. that's I say that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't know how recently the have you tried anything new questions uh, apply. It was a while ago. But yes, I did watch the the Tollywood absolute 
amazing bona fide modern masterpiece that is rrr yes we, yes, we absolutely fucking loved it it was it's so good incredible we did it here on the podcast and the tollywood community came out it's our most downloaded thing ever our rrr wow. Wow. our episode well now that i've mentioned it you've got an excuse to put it in the tags and get that sweet sweet <laughs> algorithm juice hell yeah honestly that's hundred thousand percent okay well dan uh, we Mar- got marcus RRR. what have you what have, what have you been try- <laughs> what have you tried this to do me why do i have to be in this because <laughs> you made us that answer God the question it. okay well look I have recently been watching sports ball. Love sports now. I'm a sports boy. Shut up, really? Yeah, I've been watching American football. Why? Who? Why? Why? Here's how it started. I was on a flight to Florida, the worst place in all of America. That was your first. That was the first (laughs) thing you did wrong. You would try to go to Florida. I flew to Florida, and there was a bunch of Bills fans, Buffalo Bills fans, on the plane, flying from New York to Florida to support their team. And I was like, "Wow, that's a lot of dedication." It was like full of Bills fans, Mm, and then they were there. They're having a good time. They were very friendly. They were very polite. And also, they lost that weekend, and they were very yeah. polite about it. They were very kind. They were the one like thing that mean. Buffalo Bills fans are used to is losing. <laughs> <laughs> but they lost losing to one of the worst teams, years. and it was the score was like three zero. So I was oh, very wow. impressed that it was such a low score, and that they managed to lose the worst team. So I was like, "This is my team." So now that's the team I root for. I watched a game recently. It was fun. It was a good time. They're doing What's really well. What's interesting to me is um, as somebody completely outside of both the sports bubble, but especially the American football bubble, because that that just does not come over here. Well, actually, I do think they have like, a very occasional game over here, but it's 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 like it's niche if you're into that over here. Like, I would you know look at that person means. weird. You don't talk to them. <laughs> you ostracize yeah, them. it's like, why are you staying up till like four in the morning to watch the Super, <laughs> Super Bowl? Like, what's going on, man? American but then football. Again, I can't criticize because I like wrestling and WrestleMania is big. Oh, I love um, wrestling. Oh, yes. We could talk. I, well, let's not get onto that. Yeah, I will talk about wrestling yeah. for about, like, I can talk about wrestling as much as I can talk about horror films. But yeah, when you said that you went, as, it was Buffalo Bills supporters, that my head was just like, what? Like the serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buffalo Bill supporters. Yeah, yeah the they just love oh, Buffalo right. Bill. Yeah. They, everyone comes with their own skin to the games. It's great. Wow. Also, the Wait, idea that everybody first? was polite after losing is, um, is, <laughs> Is, is very foreign to me, a child of a football family. Uh, yeah. Wait, well, what you guys would call soccer. Yeah. But soccer, soccer fans aren't always so polite afterwards. There's certainly been like cities trashed and yep. stuff on big games, derby, derby matches, which is like where the main, what, what we call like the big rival matches. So like Newcastle and Sunderland are like a huge, huge one in the, in the league. Uh, they have like mounted police patrols, like combining yeah. them at all times because they can get out of hand. One dude punched a horse one year, and that was like <laughs> the news of the city. That's so legendary. Now, now everybody in Newcastle, like for like, not so much now. It's kind of faded, but like for like a year after, it was like you know, if you want to dismiss someone from Newcastle, or you want to dismiss a Geordie or anything. It's like shut the fuck up, horse puncher. Like it was just like. <laughs> You punch horses, it became the stereotype. I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's start talking about the movie. (laughs) We we are here to talk about Halloween Ends, the third movie in the 
David Gordon Green trilogy of Halloween starring Jamie Lee Curtis, as well as other people like Andy Matichek and Rowan Campbell and Will Patton. It was hard for me to even say any of those people because I don't understand why they're in this movie. So Halloween <laughs> ends the finishing part of this trilogy. Uh-huh. Gosh, it's so hard to even know where we should start because why don't we start with just like a, a, a quick, quick, like two or three sentences how do you feel now that you've watched the movie, now that it is out and this long anticipated end of this trilogy has ended? Marcus? I was, after the last movie, I was very upset with the direction the trilogy was going. I guess not very, but there was a chance, no, there was a chance to redeem it in this one and just really tie the whole thing together a little bit better. And I am happy that this movie exists. I'm glad I watched it. But really? yeah, <laughs> I feel like Sorry, it was so I was just yelling at the screen the whole time about how, you know, just how angry I was. And it was still an enjoyable experience watching it because I got to do that. What a nice what a nice couple of <laughs> seconds. Uh, Dan, what about you? My soul hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it was filled with evil. <laughs> oh, oh, I wish it was. I wish it had a bit more evil in it. To be honest, yeah, it's. Uh, I was. I, I was just, screaming. I was like, "Why are you doing this?" Not like was, as any of the characters, just like too. Yeah. the creation of it. So metatextually, metatextually, so it was. <laughs> I, I doubt this was the intention, but metatextually, it captured a very important vibe in uh, slasher history. And that was the period in the 90s where they gave the fuck up on slashers and they were just churning them out. Because yes! it was quick, easy money. It felt yes! like a like a Halloween 5 or a Halloween 6. Yep. It yeah, felt like a I agree. Nightmare on Elm Street 5. It felt like a yeah. Jason's Friday the 13th 7. Like it was what? Oh my God. I kept turning I, to my partner and I was like, Jason goes to hell. I kept turning. Yes. I turned to my partner. And I said, this feels like Jason takes Manhattan or something. It just feels mm. like a sequel that we didn't need at all. And it felt like the whole time they're making it, the whole time I'm watching the film, I'm like, you're not forced to make this movie. You just don't have to make it. Like yeah. that was also an option. Yeah, it's, 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 it should have just ended with 2018, and then that was a perfect ending. And then yep. they just did two more films. Um, and after Halloween Kills, I was like, oh, that was disappointing. But you know, we've got like the big finale is the one where they're gonna you know push all the effort into, and and I was wrong. It was worse, uh, significantly <laughs> worse. It was the full on like character assassination uh, oh yeah as it was franchise assassination of yeah. like such a like i've got a <laughs> i got a, a friend called Kay, and um she she loves halloween so much that she has like a massive tattoo sleeve of michael myers oh no <laughs> she said after watching that film she was gonna get it lasered off <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. it's I, I i remember like i remember not binding the first 20 minutes i would even go so far as to say oh this is interesting this is a a new direction yeah that i didn't expect them to take it so i, I will give i will give two instances of praise to this film because I, I hate honestly i hate being negative about um like Same. films especially like massive yeah like, like franchises i care about and stuff like I, I take no pleasure in it but when it's deserved in this one in this case it is deserved i will rip it apart but i will give two instances of praise to this thing and that is one 
I appreciate that the marketing did not spoil what it was about at all. That's and two, true. I appreciate that they didn't go down the obvious route because there was not a fucking single obvious choice made in this movie. <laughs> it was so out of left field and so unexpected. Not necessarily in a good way, but it was definitely, definitely unexpected. I don't know why they looked at Friday the 13th 5 and thought, hey, you know how everybody hated that one? Like, let's make this the principal, like, focus and inspiration for our finale to this, like, hugely reinvigorated franchise that came off the back of, firstly, the one of the greatest horror films slasher films possibly films of all time with 1978's halloween and then secondly yeah. with the 2018 reboot which fucking slapped it mm -hmm. was amazing it did a great job yeah yeah like i, I really was hoping that kills was going to be the only weak element of this but my god it was a mess it was it yeah. was it was just fundamentally broken as a film it was bizarrely strange like it was one of those films where you kind of like watch it and you're like how did this get made and the answer is because it has halloween in the title but like yeah. how like at any point in the process you should yeah. stop and check your work or yeah, have someone else just, look at it i don't know how it made it through so many hands yeah well the thing is i like, think you that's look at the, all the problem writing. it made it through so many hands right uh, again, yeah it, it clearly has so many different fingerprints on it for sure know? for sure but even still with a franchise like this as well like a lot of these things are like so protected and so like restricted which which is a problem in some ways because it create like gives it restricts like creative control of people taking in new and interesting directions i mean look at the new star wars trilogy with disney it was like oh we went too risky with last jedi so let's play it as safe as possible with um uh, the, what god what's the last one called? force awakens <laughs> so, no, no no that was, force that was one. rise of the skywalker rise, rise of, skywalker. of the skywalker oh, jesus, jesus christ um but yeah i gonna remember because it was a bad film yeah i deleted yeah. it from my memory yeah but there's 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 this kind of like overarching control and don't get us wrong obviously halloween's nowhere near as big as star wars it's nowhere near as controlled as the mcu but there's still definitely like an overseen aspect of it that someone some way should have like stepped in and went guys what are we doing like have you look at yeah. look at this script look at this yeah. look at this mess like and don't get us wrong like because that's the thing it, it absolutely has everybody like loads of fingerprints all over it because you can see that there is like the attempt at like seven different themes in this yeah, movie is the core theme weird. But then none so of them weird. are explored in full. Yeah. Like yeah. none of them are really developed. It, but there's it, all of those hints of ideas there. Yeah. It felt like a betrayal of the original themes too. Like the first movie, like you said, slapped. It was so well done. They had a bunch of like really solid thematic elements. And then this just felt like, eh, let's throw that all in the trash and just come up with a bunch of random shit and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. So... For those who who haven't seen it and don't mind it being spoiled and just need to get up the speed, um, the the main sticking point for a lot of people is, and and I, and I get why this is this is a problem for a lot of people. However, I will make the argument that it could have been done well. Michael Myers is not really the killer in this film. Not really. He has far less screen time than a random new introduced character called Corey. It's Corey, right? Yeah. 
Corey yeah, does. Corey. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Corey is babysitter who, while watching a kid, accidentally kills him due to the kid locking him in a room, and then he kicks open the door to get out of it. Kid falls down the stairs, and it's a total accident, but he gets labeled as this kind of social outcast within the town, and everybody's scared Hold on, of him. Hold on, Dan. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta stop you, because this, this beginning of this film was wild okay like this movie starts first of all with a narration which is awful god it's about the evil of the town a very phoned in narration by the way yeah Uh, it seemed like like jamie it seemed like she filmed she recorded that after the movie was all done filming she already knew the train wreck it was Mm -hmm. and then the director was like oh the studio thinks we need to add a little something she's like whatever fine i just want to be out of this shit but it starts off and it feels like really weird and campy. We're in this big house. We got this shitty kid. No, kids are shitty. It's a kid that obviously is not getting the attention he needs. But <laughs> uh, he has this shitty, shitty babysitter who I, I hate immediately. Immediately as this babysitter sits down and is interacting with the kid, I hate him. I think he's an awful hmm. person. He's an awful baby. Did you say, hmm? Do you hmm. think he's a good babysitter? I mean, I didn't think he was that bad. He was fine. He was just I a person existing in the world. Yeah, the mom literally. Uh, uh, no, you know why? This is maybe I work with kids. Okay, so maybe I felt like I was talking to Lexi about this, uh, okay. my partner, and Got I was it. like, "There's a standard you have in your head that you have set for yourself. Yeah. that he was not meeting. Yeah, but not even like a standard. Like she said." Hey, my son is scared of things, and that's something to watch out for as you babysit him. And the babysitter's response was like, nah, kids be kids, whatever. <laughs> it's like you're telling nah. the mom not I'm to st- worry about the things she's telling you to worry about as you babysit her child? I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I am 100% on his side because, not because of what he says there, but because he puts on the thing and that movie fucking rules. So that's, that's a good movie. All is forgiven. No, like, that's a good movie. It was worth no, it. No, no, that's no. how most people watch their first horror movie. Someone just puts it on and you're like mesmerized by it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Is this why you're both fucked up? <laughs> oh, I get it. This is like, this is like one of those like... um. Trauma bonds? Tra- trauma. <laughs> yeah. Trauma, like, you guys are connecting yeah, over the shared yeah, We're going to yeah. look into Michael Myers' eyes later and see each other's souls and past. <laughs> oh, my God. Here, okay. I, I feel like we're going to get into I that think, part later, yeah, but yeah, look at Michael we, and I'm going to be like... <laughs> yeah, let's let's go, Nick, you, or or Dan, whoever wants to take us through the plot, but we can go through the plot little by little no, and I, I just stop. Want, I just want, I just want to finish this opening. Talk. I just want to finish this opening because the opening is just is the only wild part for the whole film to be. It's the only part we're talking about. Everything else is shit. But, so, as this kid comes up and they do this whole thing where it's the door and he kicks him up what were you guys expecting to happen like i thought the kid was gonna get hurt i thought maybe michael was gonna come in and something was gonna happen but this movie straight up in the first 10 minutes kills a child yeah and i um, had no idea what where it was going from there an- annoyingly uh i expected that but n- i don't know how much of that was informed by seeing those shitty uh halloween spoilers out of context memes because <laughs> i saw oh. that i saw one on twitter where it was like you know the famous iCarly clip where gibby like i, I don't like iCarly, but it's besides the point the um there's like a famous there's like a famous meme from the show where the character gibby just falls from the sky and it hits the deck and i was uh, like okay. ah okay 
when, so when they were like setting up with the big tall staircase because the foreshadow that when he like looks up and it's like yeah what's gonna happen with this mm-hmm. staircase yeah. i was like oh the kid's gonna fall off that yeah that, that's that's what that meme was referencing but i'm not sure how much of my expectation was determined by the meme versus sure, by sure. the look up at the stairs mm-hmm. and like ooh, these stairs are yeah really important they telegraph a lot of stuff in this film. I feel like they're like, so it's, just it's just fine. I, I, I think I think that's absolutely fine. It's 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 it, in, in practice. It's actually good to telegraph those things when done yeah. well. I mean, a perfect when example, done well. Yeah, perfect example. <laughs> film I just rewatched recently, Final Destination 5, which controversial hot take is the best Final Destination. Don't care what oh, anyone says. Yeah, okay. 100%. It's the best Final Destination. I will I will, I will, will make a video one time making that argument. Good. The, one time instead of like three or four. <laughs> three or four. Six videos about Final Destination 5. <laughs> I mean, there probably will be five videos about Final Destination because there's five films. And then if the sixth one comes out, there will be six videos. So actually, your number is spot on. But the Nailed Final it. Destination 5 has a scene where they... Uh, there's a gymnast on a. Uh, you, you guys have seen it, yeah? I know. I think so. I saw all the. They I've do watched all bleed all into them, one. but I don't remember all of them. Okay, so so Final Destination Five has the one where um, there's a death with the gymnast, and there's a there's an upturned nail on like you know those like wooden planks that yes. are elevated that they tend to do cartwheels mm-hmm. and stuff along. I'm probably insulting a lot of gymnastic uh, minded people here because I do not know the correct term. Well, we do have a lot of gymnast stuff. fans. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh man, I apologize to the gymnasts. But yeah, and there's an upturned nail on on that surface, and she's doing a uh, you know fancy gymnastics and cartwheels and flips oh, yeah, and stuff. This. And it's there, and it's it's obviously very 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 telegraphed like someone is going to step on that nail but it's not the person you expect to step on it that steps on it and so the telegraphing Mm. actually adds to the subversion of expectation despite the fact that it literally goes hey look this is going to happen yeah it still surprises you so there's definitely ways to telegraph things and and you know obviously Chekhov's gun like it it's a very important literary aspect you know like Shaun the Dead is not the same film without that shotgun above the bar that Mm -hmm. gets mentioned in the first act it's like it is important to telegraph things but yeah this this film like you say it like literally says this is going to happen and then it happens exactly the way (laughs) that you just been told it's going to happen (laughs) every time I feel like also like there's like a what is it called? Social unconsciousness, whatever, but the whatever thing in the world that exists that we all have watched horror movies, we all sort of have experienced horror movies. So we kind of know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of good filmmakers will just use that, that experience that we all kind of have shared to then subvert and make interesting horror films. And this one, just like you said, telegraphs it and then immediately does the thing we expected. Yeah, like with no delay, it's like this will happen and then five seconds later it happens. Yeah. Oh, God, this film's so bad. I literally remember like sitting with my girlfriend and I was just like in in the cinema. I was like genuinely so excited because I'd avoided reviews and I went to see it like not day of release, like the day after, because I couldn't get down day of release. And I saw it the day after. And we're like, went to an early show and even so that I'd had less chances of getting spoilers, even though obviously horror plays better at night. But I was so excited when like 10 in the morning and I just remember <laughs> oh, like oh. receding into my seat. Oh, no. It was such a sad decision. story. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I, I just, it, I was, I was genuinely in awe of how bad it was because it's, the, I haven't seen a film that 
bad at understanding its franchise since like, and I know Jurassic World's not that old, but like Jurassic World, but at least Jurassic World had the capacity of, while not understanding its franchise, of being a perfectly functional turn your brain off blockbuster with yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. This this had all the bad elements of Jurassic World and Rise of the Skywalker in terms of like absolutely franchise destroying character assassination, but multiplied by ten and then was also a terrible movie on top. Like if you if you file like loads of people are making excuses for it, being like, oh, this film would have been perfectly great if you just filed off the Halloween and called it something. No, absolutely not. This was mm-hmm. a bad film. Like it was. top to bottom. It does not matter it was a bad film. if you remove the Michael Myers branding off it, it's still bad. It thematically contradicts itself multiple times. It doesn't yes. know what it wants to be. It has absolutely no tension for a horror film. Like no I am not particularly easy. Yeah, I am not particularly easily scared by horror movies, but I so I'm maybe not the best metric for it. Um, just just no, through no. there wasn't even a jump. There wasn't even a jump scare, like a bad. There wasn't even a bad jump scare. My partner is so scared of scary movies; she didn't jump once. There wasn't Nothing. even an attempt at tension. Like I feel mm-hmm. like um, yeah. you know, you compare this to like Halloween 2018, which you know, same director. Like That's Halloween crazy. 2018 has that incredible incredible shot which again doesn't use jump scares it's just pure tension it's the one shot you know the really oh, famous well, one he, shot you see him come all the way around and follow him and he goes in the garage yeah. and stuff it's awesome a or something yeah, yeah 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 and then oh, the kill happens so like good. sort of sort of off screen but kind of then comes into the screen amazing like genuinely great directing genuinely tense genuinely like nerve-wracking and then there was just like nothing like that in this Mm-mm. just nothing at all there okay. wasn't even attempt it was just the way like I, I could sum it up is none of the characters acted like people and things happened for nine hours, uh, nine hours, yes. <laughs> 90, 90 minutes. That's a great way of putting That's it. That's it. Yeah. None of the That's characters, really yeah. none of the characters feel like people and just yeah. things happen. And they made none of the, the things are connected. choices. None of the things seemed connected. It was just things happened for 90 minutes and then the credits rolled. And it was, you know, I'm going to disagree with you about one thing, you know, one time that I think a character acted and I was like, you know what? I want to see more of you was when Will Patton was trying to flirt with Jamie Lee Curtis about cherry blossoms in the grocery store. I was like, no, that was cute. That was cute. 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 Yeah, that was cute. It was was awkward, (laughs) but a way that I could relate to. I felt it was was a way that they both ran away from Michael Myers and have almost been killed multiple times. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was charmingly awkward and and felt sincere and it's the closest the film ever gets to becoming human. Um, I mm-hmm. also didn't mind it when Corey and Allison attend, the, have a first date. I think they're very quick to be like, she's just like, um, immediately obsessed that's, with the I had a huge, that's the huge biggest problem, problem I had with the, the movie yeah. uh, Corey and Allison were terrible. Unrealistic thing. Yeah, but immediately yeah, but, their first date is cute, you're right. Yeah, the first date yeah, that was cute. is like Super cute and the dancing. And I was like, this is before everything goes to shit. So I was like, oh, I don't mind this. Like, I'll, I want to see where these go. This is kind of like, I'm not sure what they're doing with it. I'm not I'm not sure like what they're trying to say. I'm, I'm not sure like. But you need characters about- to kill. You need love interest. So we're like, okay, here's flesh up the world. Give us some Wouldn't people. Wouldn't it be yeah. much more interesting if he was a character of redemption and he was the thing that helped kill Michael in the end and Michael I was still the enemy. I said the same exact thing. I said, yeah. when I was watching the film, as soon as the kid died, I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, he's going to be the new Michael Myers. They're going to like spend the whole movie making him the new Michael Myers. And then later on, as it was going on, I was like, you know what? Maybe they're going to subvert that. And maybe they're yeah. actually going to have him 
redeem himself, which I think thematically would kind of fit more, right? With in with everything well. with 2018. Yeah. yeah. And it also makes Michael more special because he's more specifically evil. And this is the thing. It's he, you've kind of got him as a comparison point of like, this is what evil looks like. And this exactly. is what a bad place and a bad time looks like. And these this can be redeemed while this cannot. And there's so much more interesting things you could have done with that. But yeah, it was just went down. Hey, he's going to be the new Michael. Yeah. Oh, God. Also, like, t- back to s- sticking along the same theme and how that would have been a better choice. Like, the community aspect of the whole film that they're trying to do, especially Especially with the Halloween kills, like the community it contradicts Halloween kills. Exactly. The community could have come together too, right? Like mm-hmm. come together, help this kid so that way he doesn't become another Michael Myers. Yeah. And then ask that retroactively makes Halloween Kills a slightly better film because Halloween Kills is then the setup for this. So Halloween Kills central thesis is, you know, mob mentality. When a community comes together in the face, it, like for the purpose of hate, it creates this. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get us wrong. It's not communicated well in Halloween Kills, but this is the kind of central oh. thesis. It's mob mentality, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they came together through hate and it creates this horrible, like violent community, you know, radicalization, etc. Then you have the antithesis of that film with the next one, where it's like when the community can pull their act together, when we can lift each other up instead of using huge numbers to push people down, we create mm-hmm. heroes. And that is the way, because Halloween kills, you couldn't stop the villain through this communal hatred effort. But yeah. when you elevate somebody, you've got that extra person on your side. And then that is the way they eventually exactly. call Michael. That would have made Halloween Kills make more sense as part of a trilogy. This, that's something else as well. This does not make sense as a trilogy. Like, taken as a standalone film, it's terrible. As a trilogy, it doesn't make sense now. It literally doesn't work. Um, Not just because, like, thematically they contradict, but also, like, just... And I, I, I am not one to be, like, a plot holes guy. Like, I hate that shit. Like, I do not care yeah, sure. or something. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there is... I, I understand that Michael's been living in the sewer, sewer for four years because that's an excuse that loads of people are like that's why you shit in this film it's like yeah but you didn't have to write that like yeah. he, he can he could have not lived in a sewer for mm-hmm. four years like but either way they set him up in halloween kills to basically be like this fucking superhuman supernatural yes. force yeah. and then yes. this one he's a little bitch he goes down like uh-huh. a sack of shit <laughs> he does it's so funny too because i the whole point of the original halloween i mean halloween 2018 was to say, okay, this is human. They've made a big deal about saying he's human. Like, yeah, he's a yeah. monster, he's terrifying, but he's still human. And the capacity for evil that we all have is inherently scary. Good. I like that. I like that a lot. Then Halloween Kills undid all of that. And it was like, mm-hmm. nah, it fuck it. It starts with him getting out of the fire and being yeah, Superman right away. It's like, fuck away. it. He's a supernatural killer. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll readjust. I'll I'll fix my brain to to go along with this, and then this is goes back to the original. It's like actually no, sorry, he's just a dude. And you know, I don't know if this is insight into it because I, I could be wrong, but I remember, and we probably talked about it on the last podcast, Marcus. I remember that after Halloween Kills, I'm pretty sure the director said we are going to handle COVID in this movie, and I'm and I feel like. The what? time span that happens in this film, I think there are either remnants of that 
or there are probably even direct references to it. And maybe the studio like cut it out. I got what you're like, saying. Co- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Michael Myers was living in the sewers because there's no COVID there. I got it. I got you. We're on the same page. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in isolation. Yeah, so since he didn't get the COVID, he lost his powers. <laughs> you follow me? Or maybe he got COVID and that's why <laughs> that's why he's weaker in this film. Oh, my, Michael's an anti-vaxxer. I got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, full circle there. Great. Yeah, that's what happened. This, this, is, this, is, uh, this is propaganda. Okay. What's, what? Uh, <laughs> to, to derail you, but, but I'm pretty sure I'm he derailed. said that. I'm pretty sure he said that. And I'm pretty sure that happened in the script. And there, there it looks like, because I'm sure you guys feel the same way about the movie. It feels like the script went through 16 changes as they were filming it right like there's yeah. clearly every time it changed themes is when another writer or another studio exec or the director got back a hold of it and like tried to swerve it back to where it went i have a feeling that the the last like whole like i wouldn't be surprised if lori didn't have like one final battle with michael and then the studio got the script or got the final item he's like what lori has to fight michael at the end that's we've been advertising it for five years like this that's what we're getting to and if you don't put that in there the movie's dumb and the director's like fine i'll put it in there which is why it feels so bad like why couldn't that just that fight been cool like we've been waiting for so long yeah i guess we could talk about the lori fight now but yeah that was not handled well oh dan left i wonder if he wow he's had experiencing issues no he really (laughs) hated your take on the fact that you thought the Lori short fight was that's bad. what he it thought, is he that's thought that is. fight was the best we'll give him a second to see if he can come back on yeah as the movie's wrapping up the whole Lori character makes no sense right because she she in the first film she is all about she's all about survival she's about like she's like sarah connor from terminator she's like decking out her house the second one she's in a hospital bed the whole times and then the third movie she's baking pies and writing books danny back oh yeah you're back oh that's okay i had no idea what happened they just randomly disconnected the internet was like fine as well but i don't know i was like Mm -hmm. man that happened during the covid conversation for a second i was like man we said something wrong <laughs> with the yeah. I, I, I missed the covid i was i was in the middle of hearing a rant about the the trilogy like just after i i think and then just mid-sentence it just all cut out oh no okay oh, well okay. we're glad to have you back I, that's so funny i was just saying how originally the director had said that he was going to handle covid in this newest movie and it's not there at all which is why i think maybe some of the like the time skip and the, the like the holes and like why everything is the way it is is there yeah. uh, but it wasn't a redeeming thing i just i just was pointing that but yeah. now we were to be honest to, um, the, the could have thrown ahead. covid in there because like why not they threw every fucking yeah. thing else in there yeah. um, like <laughs> it's so annoying because like there are like the seeds of like maybe seven good films in there like i, yeah. I genuinely yeah. i genuinely think you know a Halloween film about victim blaming, blaming could be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's brought up once and then never developed. A Halloween <laughs> yeah. film where controversially, this is one people might, people might disagree with, but I, I I genuinely think it could work. A Halloween film where Michael Myers takes an apprentice 
Could be genuinely interesting. Could be. A Halloween film. Hard disagree. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, okay. Have my you partner, watched... So my partner predicted that my, at the beginning of the film, and she's she's getting mad if I don't mention this on the podcast, she predicted at the beginning of the film, she's like, oh, I think like Michael and him are going to be buddies and like go around killing. I was like, Lexi, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that's not going to happen. You're wrong. Why do you even try? And then it happened, and she wouldn't shut up about being right for the rest of the night. She's so correct. Yeah. And yeah. there was so Is much that- why you hard disagree though is that why you hard disagree yeah probably you just think it's a probably. terrible idea because <laughs> i get why people would think it's a terrible idea as well but i do uh, think I you can do it both right. i would watch a movie like that like they've done it before i don't know if i forgot what franchise did it but they've had like apprentices in horror movies in slasher movies before and it's i don't think it's ever been super done well but i, I it has potential as an idea well it always feels like we come in to see jason we come in to see freddy we come in to see michael and then when we don't see them we get disappointed like i've I've never like i i also recall like different moments of these things happening and like movies trying i feel like halloween like six times has has tried to like at the end of the movie say and now this person's gonna be and then they realize that's dumb and then they go back to michael it's happened in the jason movie wasn't Corey feldman supposed to be jason yes i think so Uh, yeah they did it friday Friday the 13th for Corey feldman has kills jason and then he like looks at the screen and then the kind of carry on with that narrative a little bit with Friday Five because right at the end of Friday Five, Corey Feldman's character all grown up, um, mm-hmm. like puts on the mask and goes to kill the the main lead and then it cuts the credits. And then Friday the thirteenth six went, no, nah, that was dumb. I'm gonna be the <laughs> best one. And then uh just just decides that that didn't happen. Apparently it's explained away in some like novel somewhere, like this expanded oh. universe bullshit. So because oh. it cuts to credits and doesn't show him killing the nurse, there's a novel somewhere that fills in the gaps and says that the nurse was able to talk him down and bring him back to reality. And then, <laughs> and then what is the rest of the novel? Like, no, that's the novel. Therapy? I would read that that's book. It. That's a novel. That's a novel. It's just, it's, it's, it's like a really like experimental, like one shot where it's just a conversation, the whole novel. It's like 600 pages of just talking someone down. Oh, hell yeah. It's really beautiful. Nah, be obviously better. making that up but the, the, the nurse <laughs> thing's true but yeah I, I genuinely think you can do a narrative where um michael taking an apprentice even if it makes michael not entirely the focus can be good and i pitched one i don't know if you remember this i pitched one in my halloween 5 video because mm. halloween 4 ends halloween 4 is the one where they introduce the idea that he's got a niece yeah yes yes kind of it's kind of dumb but if you're gonna go with that halloween 4 does have like what some people consider like one of the best endings because it's really shocking the entire time the uh, jason jason not jason michael is trying to kill his remaining family members and his niece and whatever um but there's like this little touch this little hint that you know darkness is like inherent through genetics and stuff and it's kind of dumb but like it ultimately leads to a big shock ending where Right at the end, they defeated Michael. And then Jamie, his niece, just randomly in like the last 10 seconds of the movie just stabs a man like just as, as a no child way. as a child as a child i remember really thinking that was fucking scary and dope it looking really, back i don't i can't i don't have enough as merits at all but i remember being like oh my god she killed so i'm like <laughs> she's I'm a like, killer i'm like 50 50 on it because some part some elements of it i think rules but then no one that did nothing with it i think doesn't really yeah work. there's an yeah, amazing really bit it, there's an amazing bit in that end and where loomis is just like immediately just like pulls his gun on the kid as well. Like he is ready to pop <laughs> that kid in the head. And he's just like, no, no, it's amazing. Which is good and makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like it works with his character. It's a real shock ending and all that. But then yeah. 
Halloween five happens. Jamie is still in it and she's just like, she's fine. She's cool. <laughs> she's fine. Yeah. Cool yeah. Now. yeah. 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 But I, I, I think, I think, and I'll not give you the full pitch because I, 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 it will take us a while unless he's wanted to, but I will take as well. Um, so I'll not. Um, <laughs> the, I think you could have done a narrative where Michael breaks Jamie out of like, I don't know what you call a mental asylum for children, but that kind of like juvenile thing. Yeah. And, and takes her on as like a weird little apprentice and you have almost kind of like, obviously it's his niece. So like not the romantic element of Joker and Harley Quinn, but kind of a, a Joker and Harley Quinn thing where he's like the yeah. dangerous evil maniac. And she's just like a kid that's just like playing along and just thinks it's all like really fun. Yeah. And like, I had this idea where like, you know, she could help him with these killings because she could knock on the doors and be like trick or treat. And then he walks in yeah, like when, the, when the van's at the door and they say that there's a kid there. Yeah. yeah there's, there's things you can do with it. So yeah. So all in all, long and short of it, watch the Halloween five video for a, a, a pitch that I think <laughs> is good as to how you would do these apprentice killer Speaking and of, also apprentice killer could work and so could victim blaming and so could yeah. infection evil being infection work and yeah, so could yeah basically all of the themes that they almost they tried touched to do on a little film. bit yeah yeah but not all of them not this weird mashup thing that they got Speaking of Joker and Harley Quinn, I thought that's kind of where this movie was going a little bit with Corey. Oh, you thought Allison was going to kill yeah, with them? Yeah, I thought, she, yeah, I thought I thought they so were too. going towards that, especially when they showed the doctor <laughs> and the nurse after she got the promotion yeah. and she was obviously sleeping with the doctor to get the promotion. Yeah. I thought she was going to come in and kill them and they were going to sort of like bond over that yeah yeah and so again, i wouldn't have liked it that, more but it would have made more sense yeah I yeah uh, that uh, it would have been more interesting and then equally another theme that would have been interesting as well that again wasn't explored is this idea of like like the fact that allison like goes for Corey, like yeah like that yeah. he becomes her own boogeyman uh-huh. like he becomes and it's that kind of like um oh yeah how trauma is carried cool. across generations but obviously exactly. Corey never threatens her once Corey's chill with her Corey never yeah because like, we get this that. we get this interesting scene which i was i was laughing out loud when jamie is watching allison and Corey go up the stairs and then you also see that Michael Myers is watching, <laughs> He's watching yeah. them go up the stairs. I was like, look, it's a proud parent. They're trying to show that this is the next generation. Yeah, yeah. That's like so that's dumb. there's something in that as well. There's something in this idea that Laurie's trauma is so inherent to her character that she's literally passed it down to her daughter as across generations. Mm-hmm. And now they will, you know, seek out those relationships. Relationships is a funny word for it, but it kind of makes sense in yeah. this context. They will seek yeah. out those relationships because because they only understand men through gratuitous violence and darkness. And so they gravitate towards that, even though that is the kind of man that has caused their family like untold amounts of grief. And I thought that was interesting. And they didn't do anything with that either. I was like, oh, you could name so many themes that that just go nowhere. Back to the first movie, because the whole first movie was about generational trauma too. It was about how she passed the trauma down to her daughter and then they passed down to the granddaughter. It would have been a nice little like bow tie on this trilogy also what was with what was with (laughs) the fucking oh my god what was with the riverdale-esque cwrs dialogue between allison and Corey? it was horrible it was like yeah it was like disney channel level like the whole like 
oh, well, um, I just want to burn this town down. I'll light the match in the whole. Um, oh, like, what was God. it he says when he's on the roof? I'll light the match. Oh, <laughs> cringy. Cringy. What was the. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, what was the line where he's on there on top of the, the radio building? And he jumps down. That was right. He's she, like, he, he, she, no, that oh, was that the light the match? Oh no, that was a different. No, that was in that was in was in the diner. That was in the diner. But then he's got one way. He's what like, did he say? I think you're just scared. Of, you don't have enough bandages to save me. And it's like, oh, yeah. I hate oh, all God. of this. I hate all. And what's yeah. weird is his. The, it, they weren't like that. They do like a complete U-turn to get to that section. It's really weird because they have that mm-hmm. cute little date. This is what I was going to say before, and then I went on a massive tangent. They have that cute little date, and you're like, oh, this is nice. And then the woman who's Katie killed is there, and she's like, oh, you're having a good day. Another Oof. interesting theme of this excommunication of somebody who made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, and so he storms out, and then suddenly Allison and Corey are talking like they've been together for like four years, and they're going through like yes. a hard rough patch yep. and like a breakup because they that is like their first date, and she's just like, holding her hands out to him and she's like i just wish you would let me in and i'm like what the fuck do you mean you met him like two hours ago what, <laughs> yeah, what you yeah, talk- yeah but they're talking like it like it's like a be all end all like last ditch effort to save like mm-hmm. a, a long-term marriage or something yeah and it, oh, the way they were I talking to it. each other was like you have kids and a house together and are trying to yeah. save the relationship and such yeah, an easy like, fix they could have just like... known each other back in high school right they could have yeah. known each other as kids yeah it's such an yeah, easy fix too. right it's so easy to fix it two lines and then then we, that little suspension of disbelief happens because we're like oh they've known each other a long time it's but. it's it's such a mess it's such a mess it's unfathomably a mess and then and then also, I just think even when you take away all of like the themes that don't work, all of the tension that doesn't work, I also just think it was like, you know, I mean, granted, that's a lot of the reason why it's badly done, but it was also yeah. just like badly done just in places like even the the, the ideas they did execute true. were really, really badly executed. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing of like, oh, Corey's becoming the new Michael. When he does the iconic sit up, it's like so stripped of context where that would be like interesting or relevant. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because obviously, mm. obviously the the famous first instance of the 90 degree setup was 1978 after Laurie is stabbed uh, Michael from in the closet and uh, she walks out and there's just that shot of her in the foreground and Michael's presumably dead in the background and he just bolts upright and he turns. Yep. And as he turns to look at Laurie, you just get that piano note of the dun, dun, dun. And it's like, oh, shit. And then it cuts away and you're like, oh, she's in the house and the guy's alive. Corey getting up was literally just him getting up. It was just like, oh, he did the Michael thing, but it was literally just him getting, like, he might as well have, like, done it sitting on a sofa because he wanted to get a can from the fridge. Like, it was just like, oh, my God, he did the, but there was no, like, accompanying musical score. There was Mm -hmm. no accompanying menace. Like, even just to, like, it would, even just that could have, like, been saved, even if it was just the get-up thing because he jumps off the roof for, like, no reason because nobody acts like a fucking human in this film. Yeah. (laughs) And then he does the sit-up, and it's just, like, a sit-up, just to you know sit up and talk to Allison but like even if they just accompanied that sit up with like a little motif from the like iconic score you know what I mean like just a a hint of like oh shit that that means something but it was just so meaningless it was so trivial it's like you know you could have literally interpreted that as oh he's, he's just sitting up it's just similar to how Michael sits like it doesn't it didn't work and then I also thought like you know, you wait something like 40 minutes before Michael Myers shows up to the film. And when he is revealed and when he does appear, it is so unceremonious. It's just like, yeah. ah, there he is. Yeah. There's no like 
build. There's no drenched dread. He goes into the sewers. Um, yeah. He has a little, and you know, and it's been telegraphed. You know, it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be yeah, there. Yeah, you know, yeah. But you it's know. just like, correct us if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just misremembering it because it was done so badly. But I feel like there was no musical score. There was no, and don't get us wrong. Like big moments don't necessarily need a musical score. Silence can serve them. In this instance, it didn't because yeah. it's literally just like the arm reaches out. It's not even a jump scare. It doesn't even have the. the it doesn't even have the capacity to be a jump scare. But the arm reaches out. And it just grabs Corey and he just looks down the thing and it's just him looking at Michael and it's just like, oh, 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 there he yeah. is, I guess. Like yeah. they, they yeah. could have played like the Halloween theme song at that moment yeah. or something interesting. I feel like the theme music was used really weakly in this film. Like it I was. don't even remember yeah. when it occurred. Whereas like I feel like with 2018 and, and 1978, yeah. like yeah. every single moment that plays is iconic. It's like important to the whereas like meh. it kind of reminded us actually the way they use the theme of how much i know i've already brought the comparison of jurassic world but how much jurassic world didn't understand when to use the theme so oh yeah Yeah, yeah, jurassic park one through three even three understood that you reserve the jurassic park theme for like the first glance of dinosaurs like the Mm -hmm. first time you see like the regality of nature the majesty of these like extinct creatures and then like fucking Mm. jurassic world played it over a theme park so it was less like (laughs) regal fucking it was just like capitalism capitalism you know it's like you instead of playing it over a t-rex they're playing over like interestingly shaped Mm -hmm. bars of hotel soap it's like what the fuck's going on and like halloween kind of did that same thing it was just like ah just stick the theme anyway yeah so uh, let's continue talking about the scene too because he grabs Michael grabs Corey in the sewers and they just stare into each other's eyes. And I uh. guess they're like doing a, I, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, maybe they're going to introduce a supernatural element and they're doing a soul transfer. And Michael that Myers would, is like that would transferring his soul more. into Corey. Yeah. Well, that would I think more they the thought they did do thing. that. <laughs> oh, see, I, I read it as, did, yeah. I read it as, Michael looks into his eyes and, oh, and sees, sees that's what I read it the as darkness too. within him. Yeah. And that kind of um yeah, sure. that kind of was uh, cemented for us by Mr. Exposition who drops in later, where <laughs> a character just shows up to be like, Yeah, yeah, when I saw that kid, he was a really nice kid. And he let oh, him, yeah. he has like Yeah, it, it's just Laurie oh, talks. So it was so bad. They just a character comes up to Laurie and is like, I would like to introduce you to this man. Meet Mr. Exposition. You should talk to him for one scene and he's never seen again. And it's just him mm-hmm. going like yeah, like he killed my son, and uh, before that, he was a really nice boy, and I think he still is a really nice boy. But when I looked at him, I just saw like dark eyes, and oh my god! Which and, is and, so and, weird. And I thought, yeah, also like Corey's whole thing of like pre murder having a wide-eyed stare and then <laughs> post murder he just like furrows his brows a little oh to, yeah like, as an actor head, like, yeah <laughs> it's just like he had oh, a, like God. i'm a murderer now kind of yeah face. yeah he's like yeah, uh, yeah exactly like <laughs> he's just got constant resting murder face like it's hilarious in his defense like what else could he do with the script right? okay like, hold on no Nick, no you're, not, you're not everywhere yet, every, yes. every, every uh, everything everywhere all at once okay the amount of yeah. eye acting that was happening with just this right here okay out of this world he could have taken some lessons from that movie well that's fair here here's my thing about this film like i think i think you guys are right i i, I don't i don't really relate a lot to this like new killer and the transferring the like looking into the eyes but but i just what uh, like i have a question because i don't know because i don't know the answer because 
you guys are more horror movies people than I do. And I know I love horror movies. I know I love slash movies, but I don't know why. What do we want out of a Michael? Like, can you like, Dan, you mentioned that maybe they could have an apprentice. And then or I guess at some point you mentioned that, like, you know, transferring the power, like, isn't necessarily a bad idea. But like, do we want that? Like, no, what, no, do I we didn't want see, Michael to just be a killing machine? Yeah. OK, so I didn't what? say I will. I will clarify. I did not say transfer of the power was a good idea. I said it would have fit more with the theme of infection. Oh no! But, I, I, uh, I yeah, thought Marcus so. had said something about. Uh, um, I mentioned it, but I also did torch. not say it was a good idea. <laughs> I didn't say. I just saying it could like it was anyway. Focus on the point. Okay. okay. The point is. Okay. What, what is Michael? Michael supposed to be like? It, like yeah, what do we want me? from like, Michael? Okay. Michael's yeah, the ter- like what? Michael's the Terminator. He's a great white chalk. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, what Michael right? is. Yeah. Yeah. Michael is. Why is that so hard? <laughs> yeah. Michael is a okay. relentless killing machine. Um, that can't be reasoned with, can't be fought, mm-hmm. can't, he, he'll just pursue and pursue and pursue. Michael is essentially the creature from It Follows without the creature element of him. He is, he is It mm. Follows in human form. Mm, um, okay. No supernatural element. He will just come and come and come. Yeah. And you don't understand him and that's what makes him so scary. Like nobody knows why he's fixated on Laurie. Is it because he, she was the one he missed out in the first film i mean that's why people hate the whole laurie is his sister thing that they introduced in halloween 2 and then abandoned with retcons it's because it gives him some sort of like explanation for his fixation but ultimately he's much more compelling when laurie's just a random victim laurie is just somebody picked you know it it makes Mm -hmm. us think of the um the strangers line I know I'm comparing this to a lot of different horror movies, but I think they kind of like caught this Ooh, vibe. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. have you? As have, have we both seen the Strangers here? Mm-hmm. Nick, have yeah. you seen the Strangers? Nope. It's the home mm. invasion movie where they wear like the bags on their head. Mm-mm. Okay. Are you bothered about spoilers? No, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So right at the end of the Strangers, the 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 Strangers, the the villains of the film, have the protagonists tied up in their home. And they've been like basically pursuing them and torturing them psychologically and physically relentlessly for like the 90 minute runtime or two hour runtime or whatever. And then right at the end, I think it's Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler's character says, why are you doing this? And the only reply she gets is from the girl who's who's been doing all this. And she literally just says, because you were home. And that's like so chilling because it's not, it's like, it's an explanation without really giving an explanation. It's like, there is no greater justification than you were there. And so, you know, wrong place, wrong time. You just happened to be the person we killed. Michael's like that and should be like that. And just for whatever reason, he's fixated on Laurie with no explanation, no understanding. It's just, and obviously you'll kill everybody else on the way to get Laurie in that and and just also kill relentlessly but like Laurie becomes a fixation and there's no explanation for it the most interesting moment of Michael Myers character development happens in the very very first film which they do replicate in this film but badly the most interesting <laughs> moment of Michael Myers character development is in the first film he stabs that guy and he pins him to the wall with the knife mm-hmm. and it's the only time nick i think it was nick castle who was playing it at the time it's the only time john carpenter gave him any direction john carpenter specifically did not give all of the michael myers in that film direction he just told them walk here stab this stand here because he wanted him to feel cold and robotic and without motive so he mm-hmm. only told him exactly what to do the only time he mm-hmm. gave him direction was when he stabs that guy and pins him to the wall he says take a step back and look at him 
like you would look at an interesting butterfly collection. And all oh, Michael and that's does, when we get the, like, the little head turn. He tilts mm-hmm. his head, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is the most insight we ever get into Michael's psychology, that whole film. And it's so compelling wow. because it raises more questions than answers. It's like, oh, yeah. is this like art for him? Is this like interesting for him? Has he, is this, is this him having almost a moment of sympathy, almost a moment of regret? It, it almost mm-hmm. feels like a melancholic action. Like, is he contemplating why he's doing this? It, it just raises more questions. And that was fucking excellent. Yeah. And then the do the head tilt again in this film and it sucks because it doesn't <laughs> understand why the head tilt was in, was compelling in the first no. film because yeah. they get Corey to do the head tilt. But we don't have those questions for yeah. Corey. We know exactly why he is the way he is because we've yeah. watched him become it and it's stupid and I don't like it. That's the problem with franchise films, I feel like. you They, they understand that they're supposed to have certain things in the movie, oh, sure. but they don't yeah. understand why they were in there originally. They're just like, okay, we have to do the Michael Myers sit-up, so we'll have Corey do the Michael Myers sit-up, even though it doesn't really make any sense. We have yeah, to have yeah. him tilting his head because that was an iconic Michael Myers moment. Yeah, like, He'll tilt his head too. It's like, why? Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. I feel like there is an interesting... Um, just to say what you were saying, Dan, I feel like 2018, it's so wild because these are the same makers who made this movie, right? Like they made that film, then they made Kills and then they made Ends. But in that movie, they were, it almost felt like they were playing with that idea of why Laurie, right? I, I felt like, and I could be misremembering, I, you know, I paint with my own brush sometimes, but I remember that movie kind of saying, asking the question, why Laurie? And then it kind of says the thing that you said from The Strangers, because Michael only got to Lori from like because of circumstance. Like, yeah, like he was killing tons of people on the way, but he wasn't really like focused on her. But because of that one guy who put her in the car to get her closer and then because of what Lori did in the movie is like what made that final showdown like happen. Like maybe he was there going there anyway. We don't know. We'll never know. But like. And Halloween 2018 also does the exact opposite of what Halloween Ends does in that it does replicate iconic moments from the first film. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. it does it with intent and meaning. Yeah. My favorite example is at the end where Laurie drops from the balcony and when Michael looks down, she's not there. And it plays the the, the yes. melody, which is the exact same that. as what happens in the first film when Loomis knocks Michael from the balcony and he looks down and Michael's not there. He's disappeared. Like it was a dead body there yeah. and now the dead body is seemingly not dead because it's buggered off. And that is not just a replication of iconography. That is Laurie using actual trauma that happened to her, like reversing the, you know, that iconography and putting it back like it that is like an obvious you know thematic transition from prey to predator that is mm-hmm. her using tools of a traumatic event that happened to yes. her repurposing them for her advantage and that's re- that's a really compelling way to use the iconography because it does actually mean something and it means something different when Laurie does what Michael did in that first film but when Corey tilts his head it's just like well that's just a dude tilting his head yeah and then Laurie in this movie she bakes a pie yeah she does <laughs> I didn't mind Happy Lori at the start. I did not mind Happy Lori because I I, I liked that. I didn't mind, but she still should have had like some of that like, and and they got there later when it was dumb, when she was like confronting Corey. She like had some of that Lori-ness we saw in 2018, but she wasn't in Halloween Kills. She was in a hospital the whole time, so it doesn't matter what she was like in that film. But 
I, isn't I don't it know interesting how they lost that, that. Isn't it interesting that both the last films sideline the main characters? They just chose a different one to sideline. Yeah. Yeah. Like how weird. weird. Especially strange. when there was all that pushback for Halloween kills. So they were like, oh, okay, people don't want me to sideline Laurie. Let's sideline Michael instead. Like, what a strange. Was that really the lesson you so interested in it? Yeah. yeah. It's so funny, so too. Strange. We were our, earlier, we were talking about like telegraphing scenes. And there's that thing where she's like writing about Lori's writing about suicide. And and then she's immediately was like, OK, I'm going to kill myself now. It was interesting because this movie was so wild that I thought for a second Michael Myers was going to walk in and stop her from killing herself. Yeah, well, there was so uh, many like odd cuts. Like there was a cut where um, it looked like Michael was going to be riding on the back of the motorcycle. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was gonna run. Yeah. yeah, there's like a lot of weird cuts. There's a lot of weird moments where you, it's this movie takes so many left turns that a lot of times I just was expecting something else entirely to happen. Well, here's the thing, right? This is this is how how wrong the movie is. Like, I was gonna say bad there, but that's not the correct terminology. I want the terminology I need is wrong. Yeah. So I have a friend who went to see it um, with. The aforementioned K, who has the Halloween tattoo sleeve, they they both went to see it together, and uh, he uh, hasn't seen a single Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth film or anything like that. He's just Ooh. not a big horror guy, and he loved it. But but he has the punchline <laughs> because he thought the Halloween series was the tongue in cheek one, and he thought it was really good parody. <laughs> God, that's hilarious. Oh, no. I love Whoa. that so much. He thought it was really, you really funny. And he was movie? like, I had a great time. And then he was like, like, and it was, wasn't until after when he turned to Kane, he went, was it supposed to be like that? Like, it's, <laughs> Halloween's the funny one, right? And she was like, no. And he was like, oh, oh, really? Are you sure? <laughs> um, it felt the dialogue and everything was so off and so weird and so wrong, like you said. That it felt like a David Lynch movie or something where it's just like supposed to be off. I feel like it felt like oh, it was written sure. by AI. It was written by an AI prompt that, that was like yeah. something oh, like yeah, Halloween, comma. This is what it felt like. Yeah, it Halloween, was like an comma, uncanny Riverdale, valley comma. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very strange. Do you Such think, Dan, that this is the worst in all of the franchise history? <sighs> It's up there. It's certainly, certainly, certainly up there. I do think there's an element of recency bias when people are saying that it is the worst because Halloween mm -hmm. 6 is god-awful. Like, Halloween <laughs> 6 is a criminally, criminally bad film. But it's a bad film for very different reasons, so it's hard to compare the two. Halloween 6 is bad because it just makes no sense. Like, it's hard to follow. It's convoluted. And I get... That's the like, cult one, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess yeah. as much as, like, this film thematically was a mess, like, I never was lost. I never was like, wait, who? Mm -hmm. What? Where? Yeah. Why? Like, w what's going yeah, on? Yeah. Like, whereas you do get that yeah. with Halloween 6. And also Halloween 6, like, looks awful. Like, it's all shot, like, really dark. And, like, it's got this, like, horrible grade to it. And this weird... It does this, like, really shitty like every time there's like a scene transition like they're trying to be scary so they just flash up loads of like creepy imagery with like a weird set it's <laughs> gross like it's just it's a mess i, I 
would say it's a better it's the most film. disappointing it's it's the most disappointing by far um yeah. but it's a better film than halloween six but it arguably arguably does more damage to the characters than halloween six does oh because at least halloween six by the time it comes along like we've already had a bunch of cult shit introduced and it like yeah, with the cliffhanger true. ending of halloween five and and it's just it doesn't it's like nobody cares at the point where Halloween six comes along and the, the, the character's been like like Halloween ends feels like a very, very sudden, like out of nowhere reinvention of the characters. Whereas like Halloween six was the result of a drip feed of bad ideas through a series of films. So yeah. it doesn't feel yeah. like as big of a punch. But when like in this one, you know, in in this one when like a random dude who's just been introduced is literally punching out Michael and stealing his mask in seemingly <laughs> little effort. Like that, that feels that like that feels like a far cry from the last time we saw Michael Myers. That was one of the worst scenes. Yeah, I yeah. hated that so much. Hated it. Hated it. Why, Why did he... him remove his mask? Why did they remove his mask? I guess thematically removing his mask at the mm -hmm. end, you know, to be like yeah. now he's just human. But like surely it should have been Laurie to remove his mask. Yeah. It was Surely it should have been comedic, as he died. Honestly, yeah. it was, he walks it was, in, yeah. he like pushes him a little bit. He's like, and you're, it's kind of like, oh, I like Michael Myers is just an old man at this point. So it yeah. almost feels like bullying. Also, also old man Michael Myers is a good concept, too. Yes. But not in this film, because old man <laughs> Michael Myers versus old woman Laurie. And they're both just too old to keep this game of cat and mouse going. And it's, it's just got to come to an end. That's yeah. a compelling finale idea. It would take yeah. a lot of like good execution to pull it off, but like it is a good But yeah, that's another theme that just kind of like doesn't work because it's mashed up with a thousand contradictory themes in this weird like film blender. Like mm -hmm. it's ah oh. yeah. It's but yeah, bad. like old man old man Michael is 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 kind of cool like this idea yeah. of like even evil that. must age and even evil must die. Like you could literally do, you know, Logan but with Michael Myers, like some film like yeah. that, like that would work as long as you'd like did it right. But not, not as like just a like afterthought for a couple of scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So that's what I mean. Like, like Halloween six is the worst film because it is genuinely like badly put together, not badly put together in the way like, Oh, there's a lot of clashing themes. Like it is, it like, it's like barely visible at times. It's yeah. trans scene transitions are obnoxious. It, it, it's it got this horrible like tint over it and stuff. And it just doesn't make sense. So Halloween 6 is the worst film. But as bad as Halloween 6 is, and as much as there is a character assassination of Michael and that he's some weird tool for this magical cult, it, it at least comes at the end of like a constant degradation of the character rather than like, he's a killing machine. And then the immediate next film, he's like a, an old man who like a toddler could push over. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. At least you saw it coming with six. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but then he still has strength and is able to do things later when he needs to. Well, it's yeah, just, it's it, whatever's it, convenient in, in for the, the canon plot. of yeah, yeah, it's so dumb. Like he's an old man who can get pushed over by a toddler, but in order to kill him, you need to drop a fridge on him, slip both his wrists, slit his yep. throat, slab him seven times. <laughs> like we, you can't have your cake and eat it, mate. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna segue into a game real quick. We've talked a lot about Halloween films of yesteryear, and so I'm gonna test your knowledge real quick. If you guys are okay with it. Oh my God, a game. Roll the clip. <laughs> yeah. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. 
Oh, we're back. Okay, we're back. (laughs) Okay, guys, so this is a quick little game. I'm going to read you a couple of IMDb reviews. Wait, 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 wait. Do I have to go against Dan in horror movie (laughs) knowledge? The guy that we're here to be the... Are you pitting me against our guest, our expert guest? I feel like this is a fan matchup. If he seems no, fair no, to me, I feel I like <laughs> you need to ask him a really convoluted question, and then you need to ask me like, "What is the name of the babysitter that survives in Halloween?" Nineteen seventy. You guys can work together also on. This oh, okay. If you would, let's like. do that. Okay. okay. I also feel like I'm going to feel dumb, but I <laughs> went on IMDb and I found some yeah. reviews. I'm going to read part of those reviews for you, and you have to guess which movie in the Halloween franchise. They were reviewing. Okay, and, this is going to be uh, near impossible, but because uh, because people like a lot of shit and a lot of people hate <laughs> a lot of great movies, so it could be anything. But I'll give it a go. I, I tried to find ones that had like a hint as to like what it okay. was, but maybe without okay. being too obvious. And at the end, we can after you guess, you know what movie it was. You can also for a bonus point guess see if you can guess the score that they gave it out of 10 the scores never make sense don't get excited (laughs) there's shit on the movie and then they say seven (laughs) that's true okay number number one this movie can be considered one of the most disheartening controversial horror films of all time for the sole purpose that it doesn't stick to its titles original formula disregards everything from its predecessors and gives us a very deranged, incredible, hokey storyline. Halloween. Well, I feel like obviously this is Halloween three, but I feel like that's bait. Is that bait? Yeah, I feel like it could be bait. I feel like it could be because because also you could argue that of Halloween six, but it does sound. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Mm. You could argue with, he, it with it for this movie we just watched. But yeah, yeah, that's true. true. Um, it feels it feels like it's 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 leading to Halloween three, but I do feel like that's a, a misleading. It might be Halloween six, but what what do you think? Three or six? Should we go with? I th- I think three is the safe bet. Okay. I don't think we'll feel bad if we're okay. wrong. But okay. if it is three and we didn't guess three, we would feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's go three. But okay. I, I want Final to on record that I thought it might have been six. It's three, and the answer is Halloween three: Season of the Witch. That is correct. Okay, nice. Cool. Can you guess the score that they gave it out of 10? Um, I think they like Hokie. I don't know. I don't think it's Hokey like a one or anything. Hokie's a fun word. And was that the whole review or just a paragraph? No, I'm not, the whole review was like an essay. So there is more. Okay, so okay, they could have okay. changed, you know. Yeah, because that feels things. like the introduction. Like, Because then the next line could be, and I love it. Um, but, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna say six. Okay, Nick. Whoa, that's high. What are you thinking? Higher I say four. Four, six. Okay. Dan was closer, so he gets the point. It? And it is, a, he got a seven out of 10. Oh man, Damn. I was actually, I was like torn between six or seven, but I thought seven yeah. was maybe a bit too high. That's wild. You're absolutely right. The next line was, wow, and I loved it. No way. Really? Okay, next movie. This remake exists in a twilight world of originality and a pure copy never manages to find its own voice. The result is a really bad movie with a great, with a few great moments. Sorry, gotta be. I mean, it's one of the reboots, right? Yeah. It's zombie or 2018, but, but people the, generally like 2018, right? Yeah, but people people are strange. You can find like bad reviews for any old masterpiece. Sure. It's like, a, oh god, I remember, I remember That's like true. being absolutely like validated by a Twitter thread recently where somebody had put out like a question. It was like, um, oh, what's the um, worst film you've ever seen in cinemas? And it had like 2,000 replies, and people were like 
the worst film I've ever seen in cinemas and I walked out halfway through was Road to Perdition. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, just all film. of these replies. Yeah, but like loads of the replies were like some of the greatest films ever. Like someone, put, like someone had put like Inside Out, someone else had put like, like I'm not saying Inside Out's one of the greatest films ever, but like genuinely like really, yeah, really yeah, good yeah. films. People were like, oh, it was the worst. I couldn't stand more than 30 minutes of it and I walked out or I demanded I a refund feelings. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but like Inside Out, it Petition, I remember like Godfather 2 was on oh there. Oh my and God. I'm just like, what is going on? Who are these people? So yeah, it's, it's hard to get a metric of, of that. Well, it's my um, personal bias that I don't think it's Rob Zombie because I really, really do like rob zombies films so i feel like it's that should reverse should, that review should be way worse oh so that's probably it, on it me. Does so say it's, it's a really rob bad movie no no okay. no w more worse words than just it's a really bad movie. i, really I, I, I like feel like it movie. has to be it has to be the rob zombie one because unless you're using right. terminology wrong it's the only one that's a remake the other's a reboot that's true okay that's true so yeah let's go with zombie Final answer, Halloween. And you guys are correct. It is Halloween, the 2007 Killing remake. Killing it. Do you want yes. to guess the score they gave it? Ooh. They did say it was bad. Four, three. 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 You guys got it right on the head. It is three yeah. out of ten. Yes. Nice. That's incredible. I'm absolutely smashing this. Okay, next one. <laughs> I want Dan to come away from this like, like, yeah, that podcast was cool, whatever. I won that game I, <laughs> I for, for weeks. Okay. In an age where everyone expects the latest thing to be the greatest, this movie is not that, but it zigs where other films zag. For that, I can appreciate it. That could be Ooh. kills or ends. Could be fucking Halloween 4. It could be so many things. I feel like because it's the latest, when it says the latest is the greatest, and I feel like IMDb reviews only really picked up as like a, a, a format like in oh, the past. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Like, I don't think anybody was like, after watching Halloween 4 for the first time, was like, I better get on IMDb. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure IMDb existed then. I'm not sure. And so the it, latest. It could be kills, implies... but I think that film doesn't zig or zag. <laughs> <laughs> at all yeah. that whole movie uh, people people what did that movie do um do anything know, just made him mob a chasing michael big mob killy thing and oh, actually can we talk about <laughs> halloween kills for a moment i'll tell you what <laughs> bit really annoys me about halloween kills so they do the whole like oh the the you know the guy commits suicide because he's the victim of mob mentality and he jumps out the window mm -hmm. and it's like yeah. it plays like that musical score and it's it. like look yeah. at what you've done this is yeah. so tragic this is so terrible and it cuts away. It cuts away before he hits the floor because it's a tragic, sad moment and he is a victim. This is not fun slasher horror. This is like truly the end result of radicalization and mob mentality. Uh -huh. And then it cuts to the fucking twitching corpse. And it's like, yep. but look how cool and gory it is. <laughs> Hated, yeah, hated yeah i hated that that was so dumb <laughs> if i remember correctly i think that was marcus and i's least favorite part of that film i think yeah that was so we were bad. like out for that yeah we we're like we're out so also bad. speaking of not showing and showing cool kills they did the blowtorch to the mouth thing in this film and they like kind of showed it blurry in the front mm. and were focused in the background and i was like that was a perfect opportunity to show off like your special effects chops it was it would have been a really we didn't cool talk kill. about the kills the kills were not great not the great. tongue one was cool the tongue one was a lot of fun the tongue one i liked i like oh, the i literally one. that's so funny i literally turned to my partner i said baby i hate everything about this film but honestly the tongue on the record player was kind of funny i kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. <laughs> but it felt like a friday the 13th kill not a halloween kill yeah yeah, really did. yeah that's a good point it really, it really did. did 
Okay, what's your guess for this one? Ooh, I don't know, Dan. What, what do you think? I can't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> it was the zigzags. 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 And they like that. Ends. It's, um, um, ends because yeah, it, it definitely zigs. <laughs> it definitely if not, zags. If nothing yeah. else. If nothing else, <laughs> it, definitely, it definitely does the opposite of whatever the other ones did. A resounding endorsement. This movie definitely zigs. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. How, it is Halloween ends. You guys are yes, we are on fire, man. Can you guess the We're score that they gave it? They appreciate it for it, but they recognize it does something a bit weird. Five? Seven? Ooh, Perfectly seven. in between. Five. It was a six. So you guys Ooh, were both close. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Next one. So it transpires that Michael Myers survived being blown up on Halloween night, 1978. And 10 years later, he wakes from a decade of comatose to kill again. This premise is laughable, but the decision to resurrect deranged serial killer Michael Myers is vindicated through a fine movie with several memorable moments and a shocking finale. Halloween fall, easy. Yeah, easy. <laughs> this is clearly... The one that everyone knows really well, Halloween 4. Uh, Halloween, it is Halloween 4. I wanted to give you guys a, <laughs> an easy one. Can you guess the score? Eight, maybe even nine. I'm going to say the exact same thing Dan said. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a seven. So also, Ooh. you guys are very close. Okay, next. Uh, this is the last one. Okay. The opening scenes I really liked. Indeed, they're the best part of the movie. Slick, menacing, and that music is just incredible. Reality TV was still very popular, and you can see why they came up with this plot. Sadly, that's the end of the good news. From there on, it's downhill. I believe, that H2O? if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. This is the one where no. Buster Rhymes does Kung Fu. This oh, is Halloween it's Resurrection. The reality yeah. TV thing was Halloween Resurrection. It is Halloween Resurrection. That's right. I yeah. had that same weird like mental thing because H2O is kind of the worst title. So I attribute that movie yeah. to this one. I always think Resurrection so, is H2O. Is it I, H2O or is it H20? I, I, I still don't know. Is it what? <laughs> is it H2O or is it H20? I still don't know. Because oh, the whole reason, it's because right. it's called, it's the 20th anniversary film. That's the whole thing. So it was yeah. like, is it Halloween H20? But like, you would never read it like that. Because if you see the letter number combination of H2 and O, you're always going to read it as Halloween Just Add Water. You're not going to read it as <laughs> Halloween H20. It's iconic. Okay, iconic. and finally, can you guys guess the score that they gave this film? Two. Seven. Wow. You guys were... My only chance to pull this ahead This is the of furthest you guys were way off. Normally, you were off by one. This was a four out of ten. No. All right. That means, Dan, you win with six points, and I only got five. Oops. Good job. That was great. Very happy you can write that all. high all week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, game time's over. Let's get back to the film. Let's uh, maybe start to wrap up a little bit. Yeah, you're in charge here, Marcus. That's fine. I'm not in charge of anything. I'm just saying. No, uh, I'm just saying. I gotta you get got, to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please start to wrap it up. Go ahead. No, no, no. Is Go there anything it. else that you guys want to like talk about before we move on? I mean, I could probably talk about it for another six hours at least. Couple small things. Why? That's fair. Why the? Why was the mask so shitty? Like the scarecrow mask. Like, I, I just don't like wh why not maybe have one of the masks from Halloween three as a nod? Why not have a mask that's 
like at least well made but isn't frightening and they're killing with it or is frightening and they kill with it like i i just don't understand like this is just a small choice in this film that i just don't understand why was halloween- he sleeping on the floor where he killed the kid <laughs> yeah I don't know. it was weird halloween three mask uh would have been cool as well they've already set up that that is a novelty mask you can buy within this fictional universe because there are three kids wearing them on the trick-or-treat night in the one shot yep. of halloween 2018 so it would make sense that you just went right. to a costume store and picked up one of those masks and um, yep. i controversial opinion perhaps but i like the scarecrow mask it was one of the few things i liked <gasps> Dan, I get off this podcast get off this podcast it was kind of cool it. it was like retro i liked it yeah oh, yeah, no. yeah it was like it was it didn't make any sense to me it was it was, it was cool because it was like so different from Michael Myers' mask. I mean, it one for one, it had this like plastered on smile, which was kind of sinister. Um, I mm-hmm. think the only time that film came close to being sinister or capturing any sort of Halloween vibe was the killing of the doctor and the um, assistant in the house with the guy with uh, Corey and the scarecrow mask. There was a yeah. genuine, like seemingly. Um, intimidating quality to that as much as Corey was not particularly intimidating himself uh, we hated how we some, got there but yeah yeah but that scene was like it was kind of sinister in the i agree with that and 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 i think the mask adds to that i think if he'd had like a super over the top really well made creepy mask it's like it the the fact that it was just this thrown together plastic mask you could find yeah. at the pound shop was um or, or, or dollar store i guess for you guys is did suggest it <laughs> was kind of like shop. A th- I, oh shit. yeah it did suggest it was kind of like a thrown together last minute impulse decision by him which you know kind of worked yeah. with the narrative it kind of like because his his decisions did feel very thrown together last minute and impulsive and at least yeah. at least the costume design aligned with that but it's i like this i'm gonna keep saying the things that i hate it so you guys have to defend yourself <laughs> it's interesting because right. i feel like the I, I just remembered the costume kind of like made me remember american horror story the one season where they were focusing on the freak show they did the same exact thing they had this like clown serial killer guy and he had like cool mask was really creepy and then he took on an apprentice or there was just like this weird like rich sociopath kid who was fascinated by him and then slowly became his apprentice which yeah I feel like was I done that. better i mean well it wasn't done well either but it was done a little better yeah than this, film. Was, uh, this was this was season four right Freak Show. i think so yeah yeah, yeah yeah that that i think that's i think it, it is a core concept i think freak show had the potential to be the best one but i actually yes. think it's one of my worst but yeah i agree yeah it, it was not a great season i will i will say though if you're gonna give him a mask that i know it wasn't necessarily a wizard of oz reference but i would say if you're gonna give Corey a mask with the a wizard of oz reference he should have been the tin man because then you've got the whole connection of if he only had a heart oh wow okay look at that i feel like there, there's so many times that i'm like why didn't they just like consult people online <laughs> i know it's a crazy mess for movies to do that but sometimes it's like who is who has input on these films that can't see the obvious threads that they should be tugging on mm, yeah uh, it, people it, with it no is, connection it is unfathomable how much this one just shit the bed like it's 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 genuinely confusing and baffling how it happened like i'm in awe of it yeah like i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of of the same opinion as, as mark there's i'm in awe of how I'm, i i i like that it exists solely because i am entertained and in awe of how misguided it is and how like i am dying for 
the episode of what happened mm-hmm. on oh, YouTube, yeah. what goes into like the behind the scenes of like, yeah. where did this come from? Yeah. I'm, I want to buy the Blu-ray. I want to watch the director's commentary on this film because yeah. I'm just so fascinated by it. <laughs> you, you were meant with silence, Marcus. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally want to hear the director explaining why he didn't make any mistakes. As he, do you, you saw the article, he came out like defending his movie. He's like, Oh, just, uh, just, uh, not for everybody. It's, 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 I don't know. I, I, just, I just, I just, I just found his words a little, I don't know. kind it's, of it's funny sometimes like hearing directors talk about their own movie, especially when it's so bad. It just like, it at yeah. least gives you a little bit of insight. Like, I went to yeah. I went to the like New York premiere for like Ninja Turtles or whatever, and I was watching Michael Bay. The Michael Bay? Yeah, oh, I was no watching way. Michael Bay watch his movie, and it was amazing because it was so bad. And then I would look at Michael Bay, and he's like, "Fuck yeah, I did." That. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that that. Oh. I would, I would like. I know, obviously, it's not a great film, but like that experience, I would have paid top fucking. <laughs> it was great. It was so fun. That's awesome. Okay, uh, it it blows my mind though. Like, like speaking as somebody who's like made films and had them like come out, it did like like on like small c- cinema circuits. I remember the premiere for the August Club, and um, I sat through. And the, like people liked that film who went to see it, but I sat through the entire thing. Like it blows my mind that Michael Bay can look at that and be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah," because I sat through the entire. <laughs> Entirely the August Club wincing, just like receding it myself, thinking everybody fucking hates this. I'm a failure. This is the worst thing that's ever been put on screen. And it's just like the co- I aspire to have that level of confidence that I could like look at Ninja Turtles and be like, I have made the next Citizen Kane. You know. I also like the subtle name drop to August Club because now I'm looking at the IMDb and I really want to watch it. Uh, I, I'm not sure I can recommend it. I'm very harsh of my own work, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah. It's, by all means please go support the movie it was on prime video at one point but then they removed all the indies because jess bezos is a bastard uh, oh that sucks Fuck him. but yeah but it was now it now you can get it on prime but you have to buy it but i just put it up for free on youtube for people who it saved them the money guys go check nice. it out yeah uh and just before we go i do want to i was as i was looking up i saw this one review of this film by brett leakey six days ago and it said wow what an incredible film suspense drama action and most of all fun this is a classic Hollywood movie, which means all the great characters that we've come to love are here. That includes Michael Myers. And in my opinion, Oscar is definitely calling this time around. The only <laughs> criticism I have is that it's called Halloween Ends. This makes me sad. I'm not ready for this franchise. And in fact, I think there could easily be four or five more movies here. God almighty. That has five to stars. be a tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. Um, there's a couple five stars here. So, well, they'll always, more be. They'll always be defenders because there's a, there's a lot. There's this thing with people and um, there's like... And you know, I'm 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 not against it. Like I do the same thing with like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like it's just like mm-hmm. you stick Sonic on something, and I'm there. It doesn't matter how garbage it is. Like I'm just like yeah. Attach- yeah. But people like do this thing where they like attach a part of the personality to a certain franchise or brand, and then everything that thing puts out is is gold. Like I, I knew a guy yeah. in college who would like buy every single Resident Evil thing that came out. Like it did not matter. Like it didn't matter if it was like an amazing game, like the Resident Evil Two remake, or like absolute garbage like operation raccoon city or like mm. a cg movie tie-in or like a film tie-in he just like lived for resident evil and every single part of it was five stars to him because it was just That's more resident crazy. evil i respect it 
I respect it. Yeah. There's this review, though, that I have to read also. It says, this is one movie you are not going to want to miss. Would be better if I had Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks instead of no-name <laughs> actors no one's heard of. Five stars. Wait, what? I, I, I would love I would love to see Tom Hanks trip his way through the plane fucking Corey. Just completely cast against age, like not oh at all God. appropriate. I would, that would have been it a good been movie. Great. Imagine a movie where Laurie finds happiness with Tom Hanks. Like they're married wow. and they're like living what? a happy life. And then the sequel's it. just like Has a Tom straight Hanks rom Have ever done a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> he must have, right? Wait, what? Yeah, well, it depends, it depends on your definition of horror movie because is Castaway horror elements? I don't know. Trapped in an Island, pretty crazy. Thriller, pretty, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't he, think if he, really. did, he finds the ball the and once he finds the ball he's pretty like happy and set yeah the babes the babes wilson yeah the the babes the babes is definitely horror if not horror oh adjacent. the burbs yes yes mm. that's a good one i've never seen it okay any oh, i will say this one more thing i want i want dan's opinion on something i've been recently seeing a lot of people going now seeing how bad this movie is seeing how bad the trilogy turned out to be going back to the rob zombie halloween film and saying that Ooh. actually that was good yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna upset uh, certain people within this podcast here in that um i i do not <laughs> i do not think the rob zombie films are particularly awful i also sort of appreciate his reasoning for making them i don't know if you know this no so so, so Rob Zombie's a weird one because he's a guy whose output I do not enjoy, but he's an artist whose work as an artist I really, really respect. Yeah. And and I just appreciate, like, he just, he seems like an, a cool down-to-earth guy despite the these films being the exact opposite of chill. But the... I, now I may be I may be in remembering this wrong because this was something I read years and years and years and years ago. But someone asked him like, "Why did he make Halloween?" And he was like, "Because they were going to remake Halloween regardless. Like they were yeah. if it wasn't me attached, it was someone else attached. And the other people they were going to attach to the project." were like young up and comers. And he was like, I'm Rob Zombie. And if I make Halloween, it's just another like misfire in my filmography. Mm -hmm. My career is not hurt by remaking Halloween. Some of the other people that wanted to attach to this thing would have took the opportunity because it's a big blockbuster. Yeah. But it would have ended their career and they were better like elsewhere. He's like, hmm. and like, I kind of get that. I kind of get like, that. What a, what a chill thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, right. I want to rewatch them. If I'm being honest, after seeing how badly this was done, I, I want to rewatch them and see how I, I haven't feel. seen them since they came out. Maybe we should watch them on the podcast. Yeah. Halloween Halloween 2 goes weird, but I, I, I am sort of in the I can kind of give it the credit. I gave Halloween ends in that it did not go the predictable route. Hmm. There's all these weird dream sequences with horses. I remember that. I, I think as a kid, I liked or whatever age I was. I liked the first Halloween Rob Zombie. Yeah, movie. I, I you were 17. I, I like it too, although it is very much Rob Zombieified. Like yes. everybody yeah. in that film is like this cynical, nihilistic. Like they're all like, like I, I, I just remember the um, like they do that thing where they like explain why Michael is so evil, and straight away, like that's missing the concept of Halloween. Exactly. Like yeah. that's 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 not the point of Halloween. But like they're given this like really traumatic childhood, and he lives with like, for lack of a better phrase, like trailer trash. 
and you know the dad shouting at the mom calling her like a whore and stuff and the baby screaming and it's it's all like fucked up and dirty and gross and grimy and it's very rob zombie if i yeah. like that but it does have moments where it's like you know what though like this is unsettling this is creepy there's like a really like i mean i haven't watched it in a long time maybe my opinions change now but there's a genuinely like unsettling bit where you see michael myers as a kid kill another kid for the first time and it's like they do that thing where they sort of justify it because i think the kid bullies him i might be misremembering yeah, but it's like i think so but yeah and he just like beats him to death with this this tree branch and the kid is like begging for his life and like it it's it does that weird thing where it's like at first you're like yeah get that kid who bullied you he deserves a hit in the face and then you're like oh oh no or oh, oh, too, yeah. too far michael <laughs> stop it stop it he's already dead kind of thing and like it's uncomfortable watching a kid beating another kid to death in mm-hmm. such graphic depiction so like it does have its own edge even if it's not the the edge of subtlety that the first film had because the film is anything but subtle but it has merit shall we say it's certainly better than fucking halloween ends (laughs) (laughs) well i would agree with that i would love to revisit it marcus and i just remember really hating when i saw though i remember i was out three-fourths of the way movie out through the movie when i saw michael myers like crawling on all fours chasing somebody and i was like i don't think they understand what this movie is (laughs) Uh, but you're right opinions change i haven't watched since i was 17 maybe i like it better now especially after watching Halloween ends. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So it's time for the questions. I'll start with Nick. Nick, did you like the movie? No, next next person. Dan, did you <laughs> like the movie? I certainly enjoyed my time with it, shall we be? <laughs> shall, shall we phrase it that way? <laughs> I have the same opinion. I think I enjoyed that it existed and I watched it, but I did not like it as a film. You hated it. <laughs> That's, I mean, I did hate it as a film, but I, you know, I had fun. Okay, Nick, what's the next question? I forgot. Jesus Would you Christ, recommend how long it? we've been doing this? Would you recommend the Would film, Nick? Uh, uh, oh, no. okay. Oh, but there was no. almost there's, there's a journey going on in there. So, well, I just thought, like, would would I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a horror enough guy. I mean, I'm here with two real horror guys, but I'm thinking of like, would would like a layman like this movie, like someone who doesn't know anything? And I don't think it's good enough of a film to even justify telling someone to sit through it. Dan, well, my would friend you recommend did, like film? I say, but he thought it was parody, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah. The um uh, as a Halloween film, no. As a just general like slasher horror film, if you want to kill two hours at the cinema, uh, also no. <laughs> <laughs> as an educational tool that I will be teaching my university classes on how not to handle thematic elements. Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> I'll yeah. probably use it as a teaching tool on like why themes are important and why you should stick with core ideas and not just smatter them around and make gibberish. But yeah, absolutely. Love that. Also, that Jamster dude, what are you doing up this early? Thanks for joining us. But would Marcus ever admit to not liking a horror movie that isn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I love all horror movies. I admit to Except Texas over. Chainsaw Massacre. Except Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Whoa, 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 whoa. The new one. Hold the Oh, I hated one. the new one. Okay. Cool. I love the I original. Was, it's so good. And like, Chainsaw Massacre 2, masterpiece. Yes. It's an ongoing joke because I didn't mind the remake. He, I thought Nick it was, liked I the remake. Was, I thought it was fun. I, I didn't I, I was hate like, it. 
I didn't hate it. Yeah, it was a I good didn't... movie, but I was like, this is cool. When you say remake, though, we're on about the Netflix one. Yes, the Netflix yeah. one. The Netflix okay, one. So, Not the, so the, the, like, the Jessica Biel one. The reboot slash sequel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. hate it, but I think it was very symptomatic of, oh, look, Halloween 2018 did good. Let's just do that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, they tried to make it, that movie. Still better than just, Halloween ends. Yes. Yes, but that's uh, that's true of a lot of things. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say that. But, but yeah, I, I, I didn't love it. I thought it had um, redeemable qualities and moments. But yeah, it's a, it's a very you know middle of the road film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay, uh, Nick, if they, I know we normally ask if there's a sequel, but hopefully there's not. But if they reboot the franchise again, Marcus, are, are you there? Hot for take. It? Hot take, we are going to get a sequel. Wait, really? Is that a hot take? It is going to be in this universe somewhere. Oh, okay. 100%. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. They are not done. They are, maybe Green isn't going to direct, but they are like in this universe going to continue the story somehow. I don't think it's over. We'll get into the Halloween film. I don't know about in this universe. I think think we might. I'm guessing, but they might reboot again. But honestly, yeah, I'll fucking be there. I'm a fucking simp for this stuff. Dan, you said you think that there's going to be a reboot or something like that. Are you there for it? Are you going to watch it when it comes out? There'll 100% be a sequel. There'll like 70% chance it'll suck. There'll be a 200% chance that I'll watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that math. Oh, Bean. I I forgot I get to answer. I would say that I am here for it. The same same thing. I love horror movies. Whether it's going to be terrible or not, I'm willing to give anything a shot. I well, watched a horror movie. Hor- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say that's the thing with horror movies that you don't really get with other genres. It's like when you get like a great drama, it's amazing. When you get a great comedy, it's amazing. But when you get like a bad drama or a bad comedy, they tend to be like unwatchable. They tend to yeah. be like there's no joy you can take in them. Like yeah. a truly, truly bad comedy is unbearable. But a truly bad horror special you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you you can't really go wrong with them like it's it's hard to make a horror where you don't care it's very easy to make like i would say i would say the horror genre is saturated with garbage but it's even the garbage it's like it will exert a reaction whether that's derisive laughter or wincing of like how is it this this bad but yeah you can't really get that with most other genres and that's one thing i appreciate with the horror genre it's kind of like pizza you know even when it's bad it's still kind of good yeah no i just watched a horror movie about a man stuck in a bathroom with like an elder god and i had a fun time oh um yeah and it what uh shit he's he's yeah it's it, the entire film takes place in like the toilet cubicle yep <laughs> what's it called don't tell us i forgot hold on i just watched it we could, we could manifestation or something like that no it wasn't manifestation um oh, it's got like a maybe it's called something different over here um but it's called something like it's got like a pun in the title i'm sure <sighs> that's gonna bug the shit out of me it's gonna bug me uh, too i'm sorry nick <laughs> i gotta look it up <laughs> because it's like a horror comedy as well isn't it like at least that was the stalled is it stalled is it stalled that's i mean that's a great name for it if that's not it yeah no stalled with zombies uh it's called glorious yeah because there's a glory hole okay okay well guess what uh we are thinking about two entirely different horror movies they're both taking place in a bathroom i i was thinking of stalled you were thinking of glorious i i hadn't heard of glorious i'll have to check that out
<laughs> That's amazing. Now I want to watch Stulb. All right, Marcus. Thank you. Dan, give us your last pitch of where people can follow you before we get you out of here. Dan Drambles on YouTube, Dan Drambles on Instagram, Dan Drambles on Twitter. Just Dan Drambles generally everywhere. Amazing. And you guys can follow us at patreon.com slash now try this cast. Join the fun. Have uh, an influence in our challenges. And thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Remember to go out there and try new things. Good night or good day. <laughs> good night. Please tell us one or two more things about RRR, please. <laughs> okay, uh, so RRR, if you missed the episode, they've already done it, is this absolute epic three-hour-long, although it honestly feels like it flies by quicker than most 90-minute films. It is a three-hour-long <laughs> colonial revolution. It's set in, like, 1920... Is it 1920s? I don't want to get this wrong. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I okay, think 1920s so. um, India, which has been colonized by uh, us evil bastards here. And... <laughs> The, oh my god yeah I yeah, yeah. I, I, we are the villains of this story and you know oh what my god, that's, too fucking great make we you were feel? monsters uh, not great uh i'm a oh can't no. say can't say it's a film that makes us proud to be british then again nothing does we are shameful but that's besides the point so the it, it follows two real life revolutionaries who by all historical accounts never actually met and the film goes, yeah, but what if they did? And what if they were like super, super, super duper best friends and they were the coolest superheroes you've ever met? And then they it just follows their like revolution against British colonization with this kind of sincere earnesty that somehow, despite occasionally ridiculous over-the-top action going on, like this earnesty like grounds it with a sense of genuine immersion and somewhat believability like these guys are you know obviously based on real humans but they're committing like acts that would make captain america blush and you totally like buy into it because the the acting and the performances are just phenomenal and it's it's somehow both the best epic you'll watch this year but it's also the best rom-com and it's also the best musical it is a cavalcade of creativity that cannot be stopped once it gets going. And it has one of the most oh, satisfying villain death endings ever. It's just, mm, it's, it's the whole thing's a, a massive chef's kiss. And it's crazy. It's like a global phenomenon. Like if you haven't heard of it or haven't watched it, you are absolutely missing out. Like do not write it off just because it's a foreign film. Uh, you shouldn't do that with anything anyway, but specifically with RRR, I know Indian cinema specifically gets written off a lot because of the reputation of like, you know, people who don't like musicals associated all with like Bollywood and stuff. And, but this, this, this is like a well-crafted movie. Like it looks for 77 million the way I wish that Marvel movies that cost, you know, five times as much looked. It yeah. is the perfect blend of practical um, environments, practical effects and CG. It has a scale that is unmatched by any film this year, except maybe everything everywhere all at once. Oof, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just it's just a masterpiece. It's just a masterpiece. I loved it. I did go back and watch um, SS Rajamouli's other films. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like we need yeah, to. Though. It doesn't sound like a ringing <laughs> endorsement. 